So I have a For the Record this week. I talked last time about finding white hairs among my dark brown hair, and I have since reframed that as gray hairs because I feel like there's not too much of a material difference between gray and white, but in terms of concept, I feel like gray for me is so much more dignified and beautiful and so much more interesting and wise. Like white (laughs) for me connotes like an old man on his deathbed (laughs) or someone like so terrified that all his hair turns white. So I'm going to go with gray. (laughs) I feel like I can cope a lot better with that. Yeah, I mean, I'll take dignified and wise over the alternative of that. Your your perception of of white hairs. (laughs) Yes, and I've seen gray hairs among my friends' hairs just as we've gotten older over the years. And I find it beautiful. I feel like it really does look wise and just like all your years of experience showing. So definitely. I'm coming to terms with going gray gracefully. Yes. And, you know, if men get to be silver foxes, I'm sure there's some sort of gray alternative for women that we can create. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We'll just be a silver fox that's a lady. <laughs> yes, silver lady fox. Welcome to Semi Together, a podcast about having some of your life together all of the time. It's about working on where you want to get it together while giving yourself credit for where you've got it together. I'm Malia Dicker, and I'm in Jackson, Mississippi. And I'm her sister, Jillian Burgess, and I live in Barcelona, Spain. In today's episode, we are checking in on the 19 for 2019 goals we made in the new year and encouraging you to check in on your own. But before we get into this topic, we wanted to share some listener feedback. KG Allen left us this lovely review in iTunes. Jill and Malia are entertaining and helpful. It makes me feel much better about life to know that I am not alone in feeling like a disaster some days and that I actually do have some of it together. Thanks, ladies. Looking forward to the next episode. Thanks so much. It's important to us that you know that you're not the only one who has challenges with issues like anxiety and doubt like we do. Definitely. We all feel like disasters some days, so you're not alone and you do have it together. And if you haven't left us a review yet, please do. They help other listeners find the show, and there may be someone who really needs to know that they're not alone either. We also wanted to mention that the mini-sode check-ins on previous episodes that we've been doing, we're putting those on hold for a little while, and we recorded a couple, but just have not had the time to put them out between regular episodes. We do all the editing ourselves. We'd like to bring them back if we can in the future, so stay tuned. Now we will get into today's topic, checking in on our 19 for 2019 goals. Back in episode 7, Tighten Up and Lighten Up, we talked about our list of goals for the year, inspired by the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. We each came up with a list of 19 goals, some small things, some large, some one-offs, and some ongoing that we wanted to accomplish by the end of 2019. And we are nearly halfway through the year, which I can't really blame. (laughs) It's It's already June. Bananas. Yep. (laughs) I know. So it is a good time to see how we are doing on our lists. And we will zero in on a few of our goals and link to the rest of them in our show notes. So we are going to take turns giving a quick update on our 19 for 2019 goals and doing a roundup of the ones that we've done little to nothing on, the ones that we have been somewhat successful on, and the ones we feel really good about. So as you listen, keep in mind that this is not just about us. We can almost guarantee that you'll recognize your own goals and obstacles in ours, and we'll talk about strategies that you can apply to any goal that you're working on. So Jill, do you want to start? Tell us how your 19 for 2019 goals are going. Yes. So overall, I feel pretty good about my goals, even though there are plenty I have fallen short on or some that I have not started. But overall, I feel like I've made some good progress. So, 
Yeah, that's good. In the very little or no progress category, um, Mm -hmm. printing and hanging travel photos in the hallway. This is the second year in a row I've put this on my list, (laughs) and I have done nothing on it. (laughs) I feel you on this one, Brian. I know. And it's, you know, Brian and I talk about it occasionally. We have the frames. They've been sitting in their packaging for several years now, but clearly there's no urgency. So (laughs) I, I want to do it. I know eventually we'll do it, but I've made no progress. And another goal was to print out and change the photos that we have, the snapshots we have hanging in our other hallway. And that's the same. So that has photos up that make me very happy every day, but I'd like to update them with new things. Oh so gosh, yeah, we actually still have the pictures like in the frames and they're sitting on the floor stacked up and it's ridiculous. They're not up on the walls giving us joy. <laughs> they're giving me stress every time I look at them on the floor. They don't give you joy stacked up in the corner. <laughs> they do not. <laughs> yes. Another one I've done nothing on is find a new Spanish tutor or restart lessons with the old one. Well, I sort of, well, I took one small step at the beginning of the year. So my previous tutor, who I really, really liked, is no longer giving lessons at the moment. Mm. Um, And so I sent her a note and confirmed that, but then I have not put in any effort to find another one. Mm -hmm. So that's just kind of sitting there. And then another thing is renewing my passport, which expires in January. So I was all really ready to do this at the beginning of the year, but then the government shutdown was in progress. Mm-hmm. And so all passport services were on hold, at least at the the consulate here in Barcelona. So I have not gotten back to that one. Well, I just thought of the, the tool that I was trying to remember that Darren had sent me for picture hanging. It's called Hang It Perfect. It makes it super easy to hang pictures of any size or even space them out properly on the wall. Like if you want to hang like three in a row, it'll make it really easy for you to do that. So oh, awesome. That's it's a good maybe tip. like, yeah, 20 or $30. Okay, nice. And I do I do remember that Brian took a step for the photos when he was doing Navy stuff and was on an American base recently. He bought those, what are those hooks that you guys like? Oh, command hooks. Command hooks. Yes. So he bought some of those. So that was a step forward that I did not have a part in, but I like told him what the, the weight of the frames were when he texted me about yeah. them. So, you know, it's baby steps. I know. And I've forgotten about the command hooks, the command strips. Those are so easy. And it really boggles the mind that it takes about 30 seconds to hang something and really like up to 16 pounds. So yeah, you can exactly. really hang those things that are on the floor. That is something in the next couple of weeks I'm committing to you that I will do. Before we record the next podcast, I'll oh, get wow. at least one on the wall. <laughs> nice. Okay. I like it. I'll ask you about it. Yes, please. Great. <laughs> well, what about you? What are your very little to no progress goals? Goodness. Well, backing up my computer is one. Uh, I My personal laptop, as it becomes older and starts having issues, like the trackpad is being less responsive these mm-hmm. days. Every time that happens, I'll think, if I don't back this computer up, one day it will just die and I will be mad at myself for not backing it up and losing all my files. So if I could, I could just pay for a service, but I'd rather just pare down the files that I have and use a free cloud service like Dropbox or Google Drive. But I haven't gotten around to it. It's like takes so much time to do. I know. Do you do you guys use Timeline at all, or was it no Time Machine? Time um, Machine. No, I haven't in a while. Don't you have to back it up to? Like, you do a have to back it up to a hard drive. Yeah. So we have yeah. an external hard drive. Um, yeah. That I, I lost a lot of things on a previous computer, so now mine does that automatically through our external hard drive. I mm-hmm. think. But yeah. Yeah, mine used to, but then that one got full, and I haven't gotten another one. Gotcha. So. Hmm, but that would be a good idea. It's so like seamless once you set it up. Yeah, exactly. Then you don't have to think about it because if I have to actively do it, I won't. I know. Mm, all right. Another one that's behind is printing a photo book of recent highlights and a photo book for our kids with our close family members' pictures, especially the ones like mom and dad who live far away. 
And I had in mind to do this on Shutterfly and like make them cute, put captions, but it just hasn't happened. So yeah, I feel that. (laughs) Um, And then tighten up and lighten up. This was my theme for the year. And I had completely forgotten it was my theme for the year until we started (laughs) doing this goals check in. And I have not been consistent about exercising. I tend to hit 10,000 steps on my Fitbit every day. Which is really good. It is good. However, the Fitbit counts things that are not steps. Like when I'm brushing my teeth, sometimes it'll hit (laughs) 10,000. like yay but that's not accurate (laughs) I know I've noticed that when I'm like cooking I'm like okay that feels like cheating I'm not trying to cheat but (laughs) I'm like super happy that I met my goal but then I'm like oh how many of these steps are actually real so (laughs) it's just I just use it as kind of a relative marker like day to day if I don't hit it at all then I'm like oh I was a real schlub today Yeah, so the tighten up part I'm going to be working on for the rest of the year. And then the lighten up part as well. You know, I tend toward things are stressful or there's conflict. I tend to be real serious and a playful approach, especially when it comes to parenting. It's always a better approach instead of trying to force the kids to do what I want them to do. If I can find the creativity and calm to make it into a game, even just a simple game, it is so much easier to get them to do what I need them to do. That makes sense. Yes. Yes. Well, what about the partial credit category? How are you doing there? Well, I have on my list scheduled two medical checkups. So I have not done that yet, but I am now in like the healthcare system here in Spain. And I do have a doctor, like a primary care physician, who I have seen once just briefly to get a prescription renewed in the last couple of weeks. So mm-hmm. that is definitely a step in the right direction. Now I know how to make an appointment. Like I, I did ask her about making like an appointment with a specialist. And I just have to figure that part out because it's Mm -hmm. supposed to be easy online, but I'm not sure if that is true yet. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's partial. Another one was to go to a class at the gym 12 times a month, which was ridiculously ambitious. And I'm not sure (laughs) what I was thinking. (laughs) 12 times a month is a lot. Um, Yes, it is a lot. (laughs) I was was... thinking 12 times a year, like once a month. I was like, oh, that's doable. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds doable. Yeah. um, So I I have the schedule for my gym posted by my my desk. And I have been trying to go to Zumba a couple times a week. I definitely go once a week, often twice a week. So that's, you know, pretty good. Yeah, um, good. yeah this week, I actually went three times a week, hey. which was like a first, I think. So mm-hmm. the, I think I just, I'm just going to have to scale that one back a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then another one was to journal and or meditate three times a week. So that's a sometimes meditation. I'm still trying to crack the code on. I've talked about that in previous episodes, um, but I have been back on track with doing the bedtime journaling practice of writing down three good things from the day. So yeah, which makes me really happy. And it's very simple. It's very concrete. So I feel like that one has been easier to stick with. That's great. One thing that helps too is to review the gratitudes, you know, now and again, so you can just see all those happy moments and you're like, you know, commit to building more of those into your day and it motivates you to write down more happy moments. That's a really good tip. Yeah, I'm going to start doing that. What about you? Well, partial credit, giving full attention to the people and task at hand and putting down the device. So I tend to get laser focused on what I'm doing at the moment, whether it is texting someone or reading an article, and it's hard to come up for air when one of my family members needs my attention. So I am aware of this now. And every time, you know, even if I'm like, oh, I just want to finish this one thing Mm -hmm. I'm doing, I'm doing better with prioritizing the person in front of me and putting down the device so I can, you know, have a conversation and then pick it back up. Oh, that's really good. That That is hard when you're kind of deep into something, but yes, I those know. personal connections are so important. So that's right. really good. Yes. 
and making and ma- maintaining a budget and bill paying schedule, no late fees. That one, so Darren and I have mostly revived our weekly meetup to check in on bills and budget. And we did try You Need a Budget, which we really liked. Uh, however, we are going to switch back to Mint, I think, because the level we have is free and it's pretty much the same. So, you know, whatever tool works for you, cool. um, you know, is the one to use. So. Yes, that one is somewhat coming along. Late fees are fewer, <laughs> but still happen sometimes. So, mm-hmm. and every it's time progress. I'm like, oh, more late fees. Yeah, maybe by the end of the year we won't be getting late fees anymore. We've set more things on auto pay. Oh, that helps really a lot. Helpful. Yeah, yeah. De-escalate when angry. So I am working on using a more even voice in the mantra "no contempt," and I'm doing better with not taking the bait when Evan really tries to push my buttons intentionally (laughs) and get a reaction out of me, which he is very, very good at. (laughs) Skills, yes. Even if I have to leave the room. The next one is meditate in some form each day, including micro meditations. And I do the three breath pause most days, you know, before coming back into the office after walking down the hallway to the restroom. And in the mornings when I get up for the kids, which lately hasn't happened all that often, I've been using the Calm app. Thanks to our listener, Chris, for suggesting that because it is, I really love it. I love the Headspace app, but there's something about the woman who does the Calm app, what she says resonates with me a lot. Nice. I still haven't tried that one, but I want to. Well, what's funny is that there's like the basic is seven days of calm and she's always like, tomorrow we'll do this. And yesterday you did this. And for me, there's so many days in between. I'm like, ha ha ha. Yesterday (laughs) meaning like a week ago. But uh, yeah, for me, it was about taking the path of least resistance because in college I used to do Zen meditation and I had the cushion on the floor and it was 20 minutes and eyes half open and there was this whole sitting on the floor back straight. And these days I need a nap to do it. And I have been sitting in like Avery's little metal chair just because it's the quickest thing the quickest path to get me to meditate and so just like getting out of the old patterns of oh I was at this level of meditation before and I've got to get back there again I'm like this is a totally different ball game (laughs) and I have maybe five to ten minutes before the kids wake up and interrupt me there's really no meditating once the kids are up because they're asking for things every few minutes so Mm -hmm. (laughs) anyway so that was a good shift there's no shame or it's not not as good it's just whatever works totally yeah don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good Yes, absolutely. And a side note, when I was uh, typing this goal into the notes, meditate in some form each day, I accidentally typed Medicaid. <laughs> so I definitely medicate in some form each day in the form of a glass of wine at the end of the day. <laughs> you got to take your medicine where you can. Yeah, I get a, I get a gold star for that one. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> well, in the real gold star category, how are you doing, Jill? So I'm very happy with one goal, which is release a podcast episode every two weeks, which we have done. Woo-hoo. Yeah, so that's been really great since we since we launched the podcast in November. We have kept mm-hmm. that schedule up. Yes, I'm very I'm, proud of us. Me too. Even when things get crazy, we have made yes. that happen. Even yes. when I was editing the podcast on the plane flying back from California, <laughs> I know. Very impressed by that. So. <laughs> Yeah, and we've done a couple of mini episodes. We've done, uh, we've just started doing every other week newsletters, which you can sign up for. We'll put a link in the show notes. Mm-hmm. So working on semi together just brings me so much joy every day, and I'm really happy that it's been a priority for me this year. Same, and we've been back in touch most days. Which I is know, lovely. which is awesome. Yeah, so that's been a great one. Another one is release twelve new tipsy pertutti pins. So that's the cocktail themed enamel pin side business that Brian and I are working on. 
So we're on track with that goal. And I feel like I can't really take a lot of credit for this because Brian does like 99% of the work. But <laughs> you do the fun, quippy sayings, right? And like yeah. the web copy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I do like I help with idea creation and I do the copy and then Brian does all the work. But it's been really fun. to. <laughs> it's been a great project for me. But I mean, he enjoys it too. So it's been great to see that grow and I enjoy my small part of it. Other goals that are going well, we started doing monthly friend meetups here in Barcelona, which has been great. I was inspired by our trips home. We will do this when we're back in New Orleans or California or Virginia. Just try to catch as many friends as possible. Like, hey, we're going to this this bar or this restaurant. Come if you can. So we're mm-hmm. doing that kind of model, but here with our friends because, you know, we get busy and sometimes we don't see people for months at a time. So for most months of the year, we've picked just one beer bar very casual we say okay we'll be here for these you know three hours or something like that come by if you can and it's been really nice I feel like we've gotten to see more people more often because of that oh I love that and then if no one happens to show then it could be just a fun little date with you and Brian yeah exactly and so far (laughs) knock on wood that hasn't happened but (laughs) yeah it's been really nice um so the summer we had to cancel one month because of health reasons but then otherwise we've kept it up and this summer we'll probably just do one because everyone's schedules are kind of off people are traveling on vacation but um yeah we'll keep it up throughout the rest of the year that's uh, so fun yeah it's a great way to maintain those relationships in Definitely. a low-key way yeah it makes me really happy and then i have some other little goals that have been going well just sort of a quick roundup so we signed up for a new csa getting fresh fruits and veggies we've planned trips to at least two new places I try to connect with faraway friends and family once a week via text and have made a batch of apple cider that I'm happy with. So all of those goals, I feel like I can say I've successfully done. Way to go. That's a lot. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they're all like some of them are like, you know, the CSA really only took one afternoon to figure it out. But now it's like an ongoing thing. It's great to put those goals on there that can be one-offs and then you can feel good about them and like the low-hanging fruit to check off. Yeah, I think I learned that from last year that I had a lot of really big or ongoing ones. So there's like (laughs) no sense of satisfaction of actually doing anything. That's pretty much me this year as well. So (laughs) maybe I'll add a few little one-offs. Yes. (laughs) What about you? How are your your gold star categories going? Well, like you, I have caught up with some folks. My goal was once a month to schedule a catch-up session with one friend I'd been out of touch with. And that has been going really well. I think just setting that intention, it both maybe attracted the energy in the universe to have friends contact me. You know, they just happen to be visiting Jackson. Or I reached out to friends and texted them randomly. And we've done more FaceTimes or more phone calls for, you know, birthdays. And even just little on Facebook, just like wishing people happy birthday and those little touches. It's been really great to see people I hadn't seen in a long time, especially my California visit. Yeah, being there, I got to see some friends I hadn't seen in years and years. That's really awesome. That's, That's so great that you're making time for that on a regular basis. Yes, it really matters. One of my big goals from last year that did not get accomplished was choosing a primary care doctor. And not having one was a big problem when Darren had viral meningitis caused by West Nile and needed to get his painkiller prescription renewed. And we needed a primary care doctor to do that. So he ended up getting viral meningitis again from a different virus. That is and so that was outrageous. really rough. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, he seems to be prone to having a regular virus develop into meningitis, unfortunately. Oof. But the silver lining was that we finally chose a primary care doctor. So it took, you know, another incident for us to do that. And he's fine, by the way. But at least we have one, which is a huge, huge relief. Yes. 
Another one that's going well is warm hellos and goodbyes. So I make a point of kissing Darren hello and goodbye and goodnight and doing the same for the kids. And even when I'm like, he gets up in the morning and I'm kind of deep into my creative projects, I will look up, smile, say good morning, how did you sleep? You know, and I think that's a really nice thing to do as a routine. That's really great. And if I don't think about goodnight hugs for the kids, I will just like shuffle them off to bed and don't get that little burst of oxytocin that can soothe an otherwise stressful night. Another one that's been going well is reading or listening to six books. So I am super happy to be on track with this one. It's been so challenging for me to find time to read since having kids, you know, working full time and also working on the podcast. So I've been trying to reserve 10, 15 minutes right before bed uh, before I go to sleep to read. I have reread Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic, which I just adore. Love, yes. Yes, so, so good. And I read Sarah Bareilles' memoir, Sounds Like Me, which I also enjoyed. And I'm rereading, and I'm almost done with, John Gottman's The Seven Principles of Making Marriage Work, which John Gottman is just one of my heroes. He's He's amazing. Oh, my gosh. He has been a marriage researcher and expert for more than 40 years, and he can predict with more than 90% accuracy whether couples will divorce or stay together. Just by, like, observing them for a few minutes, right? Yes. uh, Yes, it's wild. Just by the interactions they have in conversations. So I highly recommend this book for using research-backed tips to enhance your relationship. You know, whatever stage your relationship is at, it's really great to be proactive and just cultivate these great habits. Definitely. That's one I'd like to reread. I, I remember reading it years and years ago, and I have a copy, um, and I've revisited it a few times over the years, but there's so much great information for couples, whether they're just starting out, you've been together a long time. Yes, and a lot of the research you can apply to other relationships like coworkers and kids, and he talks in some books specifically about those relationships, but oh, it's just so, so good. We'll maybe talk in a future episode about Gottman, because there's yes. so much to, t- so <laughs> so much to talk about with Gottman. Yes. <laughs> yes. Awesome. So let's talk about five major obstacles that we've been running into as we're approaching our goals for the year and some strategies that we can use to move past each of them for the rest of the year. So these apply not only to your New Year's resolutions and 19 for 2019 goals, but to any goals that you're working on. So the first challenge we'll talk about is trying to do too much. I like to have a lot of projects going all at once, and I like to have some stretch ambitious goals, but it can also become really overwhelming when I try to do all of the things all of the time. Yes, me too. This is one of my biggest challenges in general, and my attention gets so divided that I don't focus on any one particular thing, and I tend to overcomplicate things, so (laughs) trying to do too much Yes, on a daily basis. Yes. So a couple strategies that you can use if you find yourself trying to do too much. Number one, keep it simple. So for the family photo book that I've been meaning to get through Shutterfly, instead I can start by printing out, you know, just going on Facebook and putting some photos into a Word document, printing it out three-hole punching it and putting it into a binder. And we even have such a binder because Evan's grandma had made him like a little book full of truck printouts and some pictures when he was about Avery's age. So I can just add those family photos there for now. That's a really good idea. Yes. And if down the line I want to do a Shutterfly album, great, but this is the minimum viable product. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Ship it, you know? Yes, absolutely. Like Seth Godin says, ship it. (laughs) So you can also zoom in on one goal at a time. So you can pick one to work on for that day or for the week until you make progress on it. And obstacle two is not having a deadline. So this is something I struggle with a lot. When there is no deadline, I just don't do things. (laughs) So (laughs) for the photos that I want to print and hang, I know that they'll make me happy when I eventually do it, but there's no urgency, there's no timeline around it. So 
one strategy to overcome this is to set an actual deadline. So I'm thinking about picking an occasion like I want to have these photos up before family comes to visit in the fall because I know it'll Mm. look really nice and it'll feel good to get done. So yeah, I'm thinking about enlisting Brian's help and together like putting it on the calendar saying like, okay, by August 31st or whatever it is, we will have the photos up. That's great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's a challenge. And so having that Um, accountability will help. So you can also recruit an accountability buddy. It can be challenging when it's your your spouse because it doesn't always work, but... Right. Kind of you treat your spouse like yourself. Right. It's an extension of you. So it can be be me. I will, you know, like I said to you, you know, I said in two weeks, I will have at least one photo hanging on the wall. So I can do the same for you if you want. Okay, cool. I will let you know what that deadline is and then I will have you remind me about it because (laughs) otherwise it's going to go through another calendar year and I'm like, uh... (laughs) Well, obstacle three is just plain forgetting. So (laughs) I started out the year really jazzed about my theme to tighten up and lighten up. But as I mentioned, I completely forgot about it until now. The reason I've made progress on my other goals is because I had printed them out and hung them on my fridge. So I look at them every day. And I also set a time to look at them every day. So it doesn't just become blended into all the many other Mm -hmm. things we have stuck to our fridge. So before I turn the lights off in the kitchen and go to bed, I review my goals and do my gold stars. And I haven't Sometimes I've fallen out of this habit, but then I pick it up and try to reestablish the habit. There's actually three strategies in here. Visible is memorable. So put your goals where you can see them every day and set a time to review your goals and also pair it with an activity. So you could review your goals while you drink your morning coffee, for example, if that works for you. Yes, this is good. I need to, well, I want to find a time every day where I actually do this because I have my 19 for 2019 goals printed out and posted by my desk. Mm-hmm. And I started the year out pretty strong. You, you gave me those little gold star stickers that I yeah. love. Um, <laughs> so I was putting a little gold star next to them whenever I took an action toward them. But I don't have a regular time of day when I do this. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of fallen out of the habit and I'll, you know, mark things when I when I think about it. But I, I would like to get back into that habit and find a time, you know, before bed or, you know, first thing in the morning about yesterday's mm-hmm. activity, something like that. But just seeing them every day posted does help me because I will look at it and think like, oh, I that passport thing. Okay, it's time to like figure that out right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. Well, yeah, and I find like first thing in the morning or at the end of the day is kind of a good time to do goals work or gratitudes. There's just something about like starting the day with your goals or finishing and kind of reviewing the day. So whatever works for your schedule. Yeah, definitely. Maybe I'll try to do that before I start getting ready for bed and do my three good things journaling. That could be a good moment. Yeah, good pairing strategy. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so obstacle four is losing sight of the why behind goals. So Sometimes goals can just become to-do list items without a real reason behind them. And one strategy to address this is to tie it to your priorities. And in episode five, we defined our top three priorities. And one of mine is making health and wellness part of my everyday life. So while scheduling medical appointments is not a fun task for me, it does contribute to this priority and the life that I want to lead ultimately. So you can also envision your desired future state, which we talk about in episode seven. And whenever I imagine my future self, it does help me 
take action toward things like finding a Spanish tutor. So long term, I want to work on my Spanish, but I have to take action like in the here and now to make that happen. Yeah, for me, imagining the calm that I will feel when our house is decluttered and organized and the extra time that I will have to do other things besides cleaning up really motivates me to declutter other spaces. And the, the spaces that we have succeeded in decluttering really bring me a lot of joy and like are proof positive that this works. Mm-hmm. It's a joy to open up our kitchen drawer next to the fridge and be able to grab a pen or a paper clip or a bag clip like as soon as I need it. And in terms of the tying to priorities, I, you know, the, the goal I have for the putting down the device, my top priority that I defined in episode five was putting my family first. And so if I, in that moment, I'm writing an Instagram post, okay, what's more important, my relationship with my family or this Instagram post? Right. The answer is obvious. <laughs> yes. Put it is a helpful home. way of kind of re realigning your actions to your, your values. Yes. 100%. Yes. Okay, so obstacle five to achieving our goals is that some things just aren't fun. So I have a definite preference for the things that I enjoy. I think as most people do. Oh, you like things that are fun? I like things that that are fun. fun. I don't like things that are not fun. Yes, I'm with you. Yeah. 100% agree. No debate there. So even things that do, you know, require some time and some work, like working on the podcast, for example, I still really enjoy that. So I'm willing to, to work on them. But things that feel like chores and obligations, it's harder for me to do those. So I don't get excited about scheduling medical appointments. <laughs> I, know, I wish I did. I know. We're <laughs> dealing with a lot bureaucracy. easier. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Our budget. Yeah. Some people do get excited about money management and I envy that, but you know, I do. I do. Me. I enjoy it more now than I have in the past. Well, I won't say how I enjoy it, but I don't dread it in the same way that I used to, which I feel like is progress. Oh my goodness. Yes. yes. I'll take it. Yes. <laughs> I'll take it when I get to that point. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So. That is a real obstacle when things just aren't fun. (laughs) Yes. Well, a good strategy here is to reward yourself. So those gold star stickers we've been talking about, I bought some from Office Depot. I bought some from Amazon. And it gives me a lot of joy to give myself an actual gold star for any little bit of progress on any goal. Even if I just had a new idea about it that day, just put a gold star on the chart. And if you have other things, like there's little happy face stickers, or if you have kids, you'll probably have some kind of stickers around the house. So just use that. Or Jill, you were drawing a star yeah. for a while right yeah it's and it's very satisfying to see that visual marker of progress and reward yourself with like yay just celebrate for a <laughs> <Yes>. moment <laughs> yeah and you can also do things like you know you could re- reward yourself with a cup of coffee or something not have that cup of coffee until you've done the goals review or whatever it is you want to get accomplished yes when you pair working on the goal with another habit like you can work on the goal first and then reward yourself with something that's more pleasant afterwards and i've seen brian do this successfully for the last Last few years so he has a morning routine he doesn't like to lie in bed on his phone so he will not look at instagram until after he's gotten out of bed and meditated first so that's amazing he's yes. so self-disciplined yes. <laughs> you can see why the navy worked for him <laughs> he's very disciplined i know so he'll, you know like sit down do his headspace meditation and then he celebrates rewards himself by checking his instagram feed and in our old apartment, we had this door frame that could support like a pull-up bar. Mm-hmm. And it was in the doorway leading from the hallway from our bedroom, like into the living room and kitchen. And so he would require himself to do pull-ups before he let himself go and make coffee. <laughs> so that's a ritual <laughs> wow. he really loves. And we both really mm-hmm. love coffee. So our current place doesn't work for the pull-up bar, unfortunately. So he mm-hmm. had to like switch up his routine. But it's still mm-hmm. like a really good example of, of pairing one activity you feel like you want to do but it's not as fun and then something you really enjoy 
Yes, totally. So yeah, it gets you to do it and you've got to define time for it. So I love that. Yes. Well, now we'll reshare our New Year's roundup of Steal This Tip, hacks to help you set goals that matter and stick to them. So you can start by reviewing your previous goals. You can see how far you've come in the past year and where you would still like to go. And for the goals you didn't get to, ask yourself, do you want to move them onto your new list or adjust them or let them go? And you can also come up with a theme, mantra, or word for the new year. Give yourself something that keeps you focused and guides your goals. As you set new goals, think about the why behind each goal. You can envision your desired future state to help you get through the hassles along the way. You can also say I want to or I'd like to instead of I should or I need to. This is a big theme for us, which we've talked about in previous episodes. Mm -hmm. So should is the S word and a red flag. You're coming at a goal driven by guilt or shame. It may not be something you want to do, but feel like you should want to do. And find your own balance. You might want to create a list with equal numbers of items for each area in your life, or you might be focused more heavily on work, relationships, or health, etc. this year. So do what makes sense for you right now. And you can incorporate joy, fun, and play into your goals. Balance out the things you put on your list because they're good for you. You can start with a list of things that you need to do to feel like yourself. And count it. This is a big one for us. So if you find yourself asking, does this count? Because you've made just a tiny bit of progress towards your goal. Yes, it counts. So give yourself credit. It really, for me, any, any, any bit of progress, I give myself a gold star and it makes a difference. Yes, I am adopting the attitude as well. Like, yes, you (laughs) deserve this. Yes, give yourself credit. (laughs) Yeah, it's motivating and it's celebratory and it helps you keep making progress. Definitely. It's very encouraging. So let us know how you're doing on your own New Year's resolutions and goals. And if any of these strategies help you, drop us a line at podcast at semitogether.com or leave a comment on our most recent Instagram post, no matter what it's about, at semitogether. Now it's time for Get It Together, Got It Together, a segment where we share something that's going well for us right now and something we'd like to work on. So I will go first. My get it together is super gluing my fingers together. (laughs) This is the way it happened. (laughs) This was just last night. We have several boxes of hand-me-downs from our dear friends who have given their daughter's clothes to Avery. And so she needed some shoes for her little tea party performance tonight at school. The good news was there were some dress shoes that fit her. And the not so good news was part of the sole was floppy. So I got out the super glue and I was really pleased with myself for thinking of this and it seemed to be working. And when I went to release the shoe from my hand, my hand was not glued to the shoe. However, my hand was glued to itself. So (laughs) you can imagine. So my right hand on my ring finger was lightly touching my palm. And so I kind of pulled it up and I was like, oh, this is, you know, glued to my palm. And so it was, you know, if I had pulled it, it would have ripped the skin. So I ran it under some hot water and, and then like rubbing paper towel with nail polish remover. So I succeeded in, you know, removing my, the tip of my ring finger from my palm. And then realized that the joints were also glued together. (laughs) So I could not move it at all. It took me probably 15 minutes of just like rubbing the nail polish remover on it, hot water, and like joint by joint ungluing my finger. Oh, (laughs) I'm very impressed with your your (laughs) you your calmness and state of mind that you're able (laughs) to do this. (laughs) I did. I did end up being pretty calm and knowing that I was going to get out of this uh, because in a more minor way I'd glued my fingers together before, but this was definitely the worst. (laughs) That was a major get it together. So yes, the silver lining was. 
because I, you know, I fixed the shoe Mm -hmm. and I stayed relatively calm and I knew it would make a funny story later. So that was part of the reason I was able to be calm. I feel like you transformed that into a got it together. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Pretty good. Oh my goodness. Well, my actual got it together is writing grocery items on a list on my fridge as soon as I notice the items are getting low. And this has saved me a lot of times from, you know, it's the most frustrating thing when you're trying to cook or you're trying to get the kids a snack and you're like, oh, we're out of that thing. Yes. And especially because the kids, when Avery, she's two, she doesn't always understand we actually don't have this item. Like, I cannot give you goldfish crackers because there aren't any. <laughs> she's, she's like, she doesn't care. She wants her goldfish crackers. Yeah, right I said now. goldfish crackers. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> So yes, just writing as soon as I notice it's low, I immediately write it on the fridge list. And then we just use that to build our online shopping list every week. So next level would be to put this on a digital format. But for now, this totally works for me. No, that's great. Yes, we just upgraded. I think I've mentioned this before. We have like a shared notes document that Brian and Uh I have. So when one of us is at the store, we can see what that thing is. Because I'm always forgetting the physical list on the fridge, like always. Ah, gotcha. But (laughs) yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah, if you actually go to the store, since we do our online shopping list and then we pick up the groceries. Yeah, it's at home. But but for things like Target, we do have a Google Keep oh, list yeah. that we started sharing and then add things to that, which seems to be working so far. Awesome. That's really great. Yeah. Well, what about you, Joe? What are you get it together and got it together? My get it together is being on my phone right before bed and first thing in the morning. So mm-hmm. I know this is not a great practice. And I, I used to be pretty good about not doing that as much because it does make it harder to fall asleep. I don't like to start my day scrolling through, you know, feeds or reading the news instead of doing something calming, like before I've, I'm fully awake. Mm-hmm. But I've been going to bed kind of late and I'm finishing things up until the last minute. And so it's just kind of a default. I go from a screen into bed. Some nights I've been been much better about actually doing my three good things journaling practice. And that's kind of a nice transition. And then I do, I do usually read for at least a few minutes before I fall asleep, but it does take my brain a little while to kind of stop worrying if I've been looking at a laptop screen or my phone. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's just hard to turn your brain off. There's just this information waterfall or you'll catch like the, they'll see something at random and then it'll just spark something else in your brain and it turns it on rather than off. Yes. I mean, it's the worst ever if I see like some work notification or something oh, right gosh, before I go to bed. No. And yeah, so I'm trying to institute a however many minutes before bed, weaning myself off screens before that and then looking for a morning practice like Brian has to start the day off better. Mm-hmm. Lying in bed looking at Instagram or reading the New York Times is not really how I want to spend my day. <laughs> oh gosh, it's such a rabbit hole too. And then the time has passed before you know it yes exactly so that's my get it together (laughs) my got it together is that i'm in the second month of using the you need a budget app and i still really like it so that's been going really well um we are still kind of making sure that we have the right categories set up and we're adding to things as we notice different things come through but i check in pretty much once a day to approve transactions and allocate money and it's made me a lot more aware of like how we're spending money what we're spending it on Mm -hmm. where we can cut back so we're still working out the kinks but overall it's been a really positive change for me that is so awesome you do it pretty much once a day that's yeah. a great habit to get into and then it makes it just not a big deal and right it's easier to maintain it's like when your house gets super messy it's like yes. oh could drag to clean it up but if you keep it tidy then just picking up is not a big deal exactly it feels it feels exactly like that where it's just like okay you know it's not a huge production where i have to dread it for for weeks or whatever it's just like no i'm just gonna go and like yep that's correct that's correct and just like being aware of where things are and we log into our you know our credit card 
card in our, our checking account every, you know, every now and then, but even catching things like recently, we had to cancel my credit card because there were fraudulent charges on it. Mm, and so sorry. we caught that on the Capital One account. But had we not, it would have showed up the next day in you need a budget. So yeah, it's like all it pulls all of your information from all your accounts into one central place. Exactly, exactly. And it was like a huge. It was really annoying in the moment because we're like, why is there a PetSmart charge for a hundred dollars in Chicago? Because we don't have any pets. We have no pets. We're living in Europe, so (laughs) there are a couple things wrong here. (laughs) What's wrong with this? I know. So it was annoying, but you know, the credit card company sent us a replacement right away. It got here in a couple days, and we canceled that before they bought more cat food or whatever so that was handy <laughs> like sorry cat yeah you're out of luck your own food. Yes. <laughs> well it makes like an inherently stressful situation less stressful because you caught it right away and could address it instead of discovering it a month or two later exactly. when it's a lot harder to fix or you have no more money yeah exactly so i mean it, it would be able to fix it but it'd be much more difficult to detangle it so mm-hmm. it's a good reminder that sort of active engagement a little bit every day or every couple days really makes it less stressful overall Yeah, more matter of fact. Yes. All right. Well, that is all for this episode of Semi Together. You can find show notes at semitogether.com with a recap of this episode and links to the resources we mentioned. Let us know how you're doing on your New Year's resolutions and goals. Email us at podcast at semitogether.com or send us a voice memo. You can also leave a comment on our most recent Instagram post or on our Facebook page at Semi Together. We'd also love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Thank you for listening to Semi Together. And take it from us, you have it more together than you think you do. Recording. We are recording. Do you see the little thing? I do. Okay, perfect. I'm so glad of accountability. Verified. <laughs> Good. Never make the mistake again of not hitting that bright red record button. I know. Only once. <laughs>